This is Inside the Huddle with Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Good morning on a Sunday. Early, always. That's why I like the early, early bird gets the worm. Like I said, it's Inside the Huddle with Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. I want to say thanks to our first sponsor, Advanced Medical Imaging. It's located at 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. offers treatments for all types of pain uh, and rehab. If you want to get back to experiencing a little, as little as pain as possible, give them a call today at 402-484-6677. They are on Facebook, Instagram, on, and Twitter. I will be promoting them. Uh, also, they have areas best uh, individual radiologists to treat pain using minimal invasive techniques, which is really good for me because uh, I try to stay off the surgery board or surgery uh, rooms and on the board. And then they also have, um, for patients that experience extreme pain, uh, some other options to kind of alleviate that and then also uh, come up with a really, really detailed uh, plan uh, before surgery is inevitable. So we want to thank them. We'll be doing some more live reads throughout the show. Uh, but it's inside the huddle, man. And uh, obviously, uh, if you you know, two things have been huge this week. Uh, actually, three. And, and before we get into any any sports, uh, I want to send our condolences to Darren Dietrich and his family. Uh, former Husker running back, uh, you know, passed away uh, a couple days ago. Uh, long, strong uh, battle, uh, I think, with cancer. Uh, he was Nebraska's first uh, Canadian recruit scholarship. Running back went on to do some good things here at Nebraska, uh, and then obviously professional. Really, really well loved up there in Toronto and Montreal, but more importantly, he was a good person, good teammate. So I want to send the condolences out to him because anytime that uh, life hits you hard, you don't want to kind of gloss over that with the sports thing uh, because we always like to say there's things that are going on a lot bigger than sports. Now, obviously, um, the other big thing this week, Harrison, was the uh, submarine. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I don't even want to make light of that just because of uh, – um, you know, people unfortunately passed away. Uh, I got so for whatever reason, people ask me whether I would get in there. Listen, Jay Foreman does not really like water. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm not Michael Phelps. Phelps in the pool. So if I'm out in the ocean, I'm definitely not Michael Phelps, and I definitely wouldn't have got in there. I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't say claustrophobic, but I just not something that the Titanic was good on a movie um yeah i've seen it that's that's where i land i don't know like i believe it's down there i don't need it to, is down there. i don't need yeah. to go check there, it out i know it's there and there's other real submarines that have been down there yeah it's two hours down there and two hours out or back up and that's if everything goes right but the thing about it is there like you couldn't see anything mm-hmm. and you you had to you couldn't there wasn't any chairs or anything like that I guess the only way that I would get on a submarine, just because my uncle's in the Navy and he's you know been on tons of them and stuff like that, he's pretty high ranking. Is be on one of them, yeah. You know, and and uh, and he's like Jay. That's like a hotel. You wouldn't even know the difference. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's so many people on there. It's like a full on like little mini like town or city. Yeah, and I think in the one they went down, weren't they separated like separate pods? Like I don't think they're all in one room, are they? Yeah, I don't like, know. Once I knew, once they said you're like bolting you in there and you can't get out, it's like no. With one button and a controller, yeah. that's and that's you had what a PlayStation controller. So for the gamers, Rico Amon, that'd be like you know I love. That's you know, my first red flag. Yeah, right I, 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 I got plenty of confidence in Amon and Rico on the sticks, <laughs> right? 
if they're playing Call of Duty or any type of games that Amon is, uh, you know, how, you know, teaching you know kids down yeah. at the university how to get better at, you know, uh, Fortnite and all that uh-huh. stuff. NBA Two K. They, I know they could. I I'll put them up against anybody, <laughs> but they are not controlling my submarine. No. And uh, so you want to say that, and uh, so, um, and then also the big news, obviously throughout this week, and probably some stuff that's going to break either in the next uh, rest of this day, which is Sunday. Uh, June 25th or, you know, in coming days afterwards is um, recruiting. Um, you know, the last two weekends have been huge in the recruiting uh, for Matt Rule and staff. And then obviously as the team is moving forward um, and then they, you know, had a commitment yesterday as a Juco uh, defensive end. So we'll dive into that and how he fits and, and the uh, body types are starting to kind of, you know, start to look kind of more uniform, you know, and what they're trying to do. And uh, the possibility of getting a, a, a huge uh, commitment from another in-state kid that was supposed to originally go and commit to the defending two times national champion, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, and see if that, you know, changes hand. Um, and then obviously with uh, Daniel Kalen finishing up uh, with the Elite 11, doing really well. And I think, I guess officially he was a Elite 11, right? Yeah, finished 10th Yeah, so overall. 10th, which is good. And um and then also with two of his teammates from his high school team committing this week. It's been a pretty busy week for uh, Matt Rule and the recruiting staff. Um, to be honest with you, you know, something that was kind of under the radar, uh, Harrison, I wanted to ask you this, was the our Western QB, Luke uh, Longville, he decided to walk on at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And obviously with our – I think it's – it's it, one, he has some sort of college experience. He's at a, you know, JUCO. Um, close proximity, mm-hmm. so they should have a little bit more intel on him. But to get him to walk on, which I'm assuming he might have, he he had other offers that maybe at smaller schools. He actually probably saw a, an opportunity here to earn a scholarship. Maybe obviously not to start over Jeff Sims, mm-hmm. you know, because if that was the case, he'd be he had already been here. But to earn a spot and beat some 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 uh, people out and to take the risk to walk on not the risk but you know it's a financial obligation yeah you know? he could and, get a scholarship probably yeah, he somewhere, could go else. somewhere right and mm-hmm. so that's letting you know that uh when they're w- which i'm hoping and assuming is when they are approaching people about walk on they it's just like hey you want to walk on and just you know uh, throw things up in there and see if it works mm-hmm. this is your opportunity Right now, we might not have scholarships available here, but if you maybe hit these checkpoints, this is what it could become. Um, you know, one of the Matt Rule's most uh, famous walk-ons is uh, Hassan Reddick from, you know, he's now he's with Philly, but, you mm-hmm. know, at Temple. Um, and the reason why I know about that is because uh, my best friend, Sean Bryson, was a GA with Matt Rule, and he talked about how Matt Rule had an eye for talent develop Hassan and obviously led to being a first round pick so forth and so on and been all pro this year and obviously uh tremendously involved in Philadelphia and their run you know to the Super Bowl and and eventually losing to the Kansas City Chiefs but he was dominant player Mm -hmm. um now you got a quarterback here and see how it goes and and you know if I'm Marcus Satterfield you just never know you never know what guy what guy is going to really raise you know their level of of play in Mm -hmm. your system and uh, so I, I, I obviously it's not as big as David Hall and McMorris, obviously, um, but I think it's huge because quarterback is a big need for us just magically, right? Yeah, we talked about that yeah. a bit already. The number two quarterback, we still don't, we still don't really 
No. You don't, no, we won't know that until mm-hmm. um, Minnesota, August 31st. About They'll start talking about the depth chart, what, about 6 o'clock? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody. <laughs> right, that, right that's before. when we'll really know who's number two. And then realistically, you really won't know who's number two until number two is called upon to go into the game. And, and then we still don't know. It depends how they do. Yeah, you still won't know because it could be based on a certain package, right? And here's mm-hmm. the example. So say, you know, Nebraska drives all the way down there and they have a pack- package for Heinrich Harburg, kind of like a RPO, like exclusively type of deal, which kind of like Sims- smothers in that Iowa game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but Jeff Sims can do it and it's red zone only. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's number two because just say Jeff Sims, you know, hamstring cramps up or something like that. And Purdy goes in, you know, that, that we'll see. And I think it's going to be a fluid situation. But when you, the more guys that you can add to the quarterback room, obviously Daniel Kalen and Walk-On um, will put the pressure on everybody to continue to improve. But it's a big weekend for Nebraska and company down there. And, um, you know, I think they have seven commits already. Mm-hmm. I think they, they did a really – I want to ask you this. It was really actually unique – not unique, but it's a good idea where you're doing doing a lot of peer recruiting, right? And that's what's huge – because it's word of mouth, right? And what a lot of people, when they ask me about recruiting, and particularly in-state recruiting, what we're going to really get into and probably mm-hmm. pull back some onions and maybe make people cry or, or, or peel back <laughs> the onion make people cry a little bit is in this day and age, it's a lot of peer recruiting. It's a lot of word of mouth and it word travels, right? And so strategically, if you think about what Matt Rule and those guys did, you know, you got Ed Foley special teams coach you know he's primarily focusing on kickers and punters and in the in the snapper well his first you know once he got that done he was right you know he was a, hit every school in nebraska mm-hmm. so when he's out in 10 buck two yeah they're probably not going to have an athlete that's going to come to nebraska even as a walk-on but all these coaches know each other they all go to like coaching conventions and stuff like that so he's building up the the uh you know initially of the goodwill um, by word of mouth and obviously hit a lot of local schools and uh, you know there was a story that uh you know there hadn't been just in Link, i think lincoln high uh a nebraska coach hadn't been down there or maybe it was a head coach maybe that hadn't been down there in over yeah. 10 years so from the stadium that can't be more than three miles it, uh, it's not even that and it, it, five minutes maybe yeah there's know? no reason why so and they've put out some kids going to different places, and so because uh, Nebraska tried to jump in and yep. and uh, and get their their uh, wide receiver defensive back that's at Iowa State now. So um, that's what they did. And then on top of that, they, they're doing a little. It looks like they're doing peer recruiting because the of the fourteen, well, at least fourteen official visitors that mm-hmm. we know about. Yes, because I think they always have some. I was they're like covert official visitors right <laughs> you, like you, people didn't even know he was on campus yeah. and boom he ends up committing um it's seven and seven seven commit commits with seven um you know uh, that aren't commit you know or aren't committed and you already saw you know fruits of the labor here where the juco uh edge james williams who's also uh recruited by my man steve martin right mm-hmm. um a 10 year 10 year plus defensive tackle on uh, the NFL that I was uh, got to play play uh, with, he's actually from Missouri. Um, so I talked to Steve about him actually last night, and he's like, "Jay, this kid's a worker. Um, he's six five, two thirty five. He's like, he'll be two sixty, and you won't even know that. This is how he's long. 
He's fast. He's linear. He's stronger than what his frame looks. Um, and he's a tough kid. And he, he's like, Jay, he wants it. I mean, that's all he thinks, of this, you know, at least right now, mm-hmm. right? Because that's all you can go on. Right now, that's all he thinks about is football and how to be better. And he came to Juco with a plan. And he really, uh, really progressed. And he was a late bloomer, you know, where Steve was coaching him in high school. But that relationship is there. And Steve yeah. is really, you know, and, for, and Steve went to Missouri. Unfortunately for him, he went to Missouri. You know, uh, I didn't, held it against him for a little while, but uh, <laughs> you know we've we've uh, we've gotten past that. And uh, but Steve talks highly of him. It's a good get for Nebraska. But what I what I like is what K. You look at K. Whalen from that's on campus right now. That made a little uh, made some plays in the spring and spring game. And then you look at James Williams in particular, right? And then you look at the, how they fit into like maybe the edge or the mm-hmm. the edge guy or the fourth. Uh, person that's on the line of scrimmage in this three three five defense and potentially obviously in the nickel four man front being able to rush and if he can be athletic enough to kind of be off the ball and kind of be a secondary rusher uh as well is long linear guys that are um active as far as in the run game tackles for loss mm-hmm. and creating the a different line of scrimmage um but these two you know both of them six four plus Right now, two, both of them by over 230, 235. Um, ideally, you'd like to see if they could get, you know, five to seven pounds by the time season starts and then throw them out there and see how they can, uh, you know, really, really cause havoc. Mm-hmm. And if you want, by no means am I going to say James Williams is directly comparable to this player. But when you think about the 335, for people that are probably a little bit older than you, Harrison, is there's a player out of the University of Illinois – Right, it's not Illinois. It's Illinois. I always right. A uh, long time ago, there was Kevin Hardy, who was more of a linebacker like me, but then there was Simeon Rice, who were who was built just like these two. Again, they're not even close to Simeon Rice. Simeon Rice should be in a, is a Hall of Fame NFL player. Right. But when I'm talking about when I saw Simeon Rice play four three defensive end, play a little bit in a three three five when he was in Arizona and Tampa Bay. That's what he was. He was looking. You need look at him. He looked almost like a prey mantis out there. And you, you know, <laughs> Simeon was you know six five, six six. You know, maybe two forty five. But he was he was really good once he got his technique down against the run. Mm-hmm. But was destroying offenses in as far as tackles for loss and sacking the quarterback. And he wasn't big like I played with Bruce Smith, two seventy five, two eighty six four, where Simeon was a little bit taller and linear. So that's maybe what you're seeing potentially to come in. And then, uh, you know, help you not only with the recruiting classes, but you know, obviously on the field. And you know, when you when you think about the whole landscape of uh, the 500 mile radius, they're doing a really good job of uh, you know spreading Nebraska's name and uh, obviously recruiting kids and then closing them as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what you like. You like kids to get on campus one or two times, unofficial, official. Um, not put the pressure on them, but also just say, look, man, this is where we're at. This is where we we really want you. Do you want to be here? I think one of the biggest things that some people get the misconception about recruiting is you have to beg kids when you're in a position like Nebraska. Matt Rule's in, in staff, at least Matt Rule. I would say the staff needs to, you know, look, you should be always on edge. And mm-hmm. same with Matt Rule, but they're not they, – they don't have to beg. They don't need – they do need you, but we don't. We want you, but we don't need you to where we're gonna really, unless it's like Dylan Rayola or something like yeah. that. But normally, you know, look, we're we're telling you what we want with you. We're offering you, 
let us know. Or mm-hmm. just, you know, we're not going to sit here and play these little kid games, cat and mouse games, and get pimped for other offers or star rankings and stuff like that. And then uh, essentially you wasted their time and resources and yours as well. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, trying to build honest conversations with people probably is one of the best things that they've done, at least from what I've seen, the little I've seen in the, in the perfect examples as Daniel Kalen, right? Mm-hmm. Had to be bluntly honest with him. Look, he's a leader. Look, for, when you think about it, right? This thing about I don't know when Daniel Kalen got the invite. I'm sure through his his time with Warren Academy, he's been on the ra- obviously on the radar, right? Right. But when you think about it, when he committed to Missouri, he had to commit and do what's best for him because he knew and obviously saw and was told Dylan Rayola is our number one cho- choice, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. No matter what anybody says. Daniel Kalen believes he's just as good as Dylan Rayola, but he had to face that reality, right, of being told by a coach at a school that he wants to go to and also by a school, not this staff, but the previous staff that was offered by the quarterback coach, rescinded in ways by the head coach. And so it's never been this, hey, you know, uh, middle, you know, middle school, high school. I've been Husker Red, and then just kind of just I just got. I went to the camp, and then they were, you know, respected me. Right. Boom. You got to think Florida State offered him first, so then he did it. But the open and honest community lines of communication with him, letting him know we still value you, but this is our this is our number one, and he's the number one ranked player in your class. So there is some harsh reality there. But if things don't work out we're going to want you to come here and it's not an indictment on you. Right. We only have room for one quarterback, but then fast forward, you go, then he's like, okay, obviously things work out. He goes out to elite 11 and then there he is competing against him. Don't think that, that, don't think he wasn't thinking about that and having that in the back of his mind because we've had other quarterback commits go there. Zane Flores went there. He didn't make the final 11. Mm -hmm. Daniel Kalen did. Now, does this mean Daniel Kalen is going to come in and be, Dan Marino or something? No, but it's a it's it's, it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. It's better than you know somebody that can't hit the broadside of a barn <laughs> <laughs> on, on a on a two mile an hour wind day um, and can't play dead. So I mean I think it's a good thing uh, that they got going on down there in Nebraska. Um, it's bold well. Um, I'm sure that the emojis would be coming right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know who's the recruiting guy. Is it Omar? The Omar guy? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll be at pretty active and. You know, jumping in pictures. I think he likes to take pictures and stuff like that. But uh, look, with the way they're going about it, they they definitely should feel confident um, and excited about where they're going. And then also that excitement, hopefully, um, still you know gets in and, and motivates the guys that are presently on campus. So that's the first segment uh, inside the huddle. Again, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to dive uh, deep into um, the. I guess the the change of the guard, change of the assumption, and a change of feeling on in-state recruiting. And, you know, it's great right now, and it will, I'm going to really give an honest uh, opinion on it and then, uh, you know, open some eyes on about that. But inside the huddle, Jay Foreman, we'll be right back. 